So welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Axis Communications. Thanks, as always, to our supporting partner, 3X Logic. Now, uh, this is one of a few editions of the podcast that's going to focus specifically on some of the highlights of Retail Risk London, which takes place on the 19th of May. And by highlights, I mean some of our fabulous exhibitors and sponsors that are going to be there on the day. Now, kicking off uh, this week's podcast, I'm delighted to be joined by uh, a very well-known face from the Retail Risk uh, Arena. Uh, That's uh, David Dalton from Alltag. Alltag have been uh, supporters of the event for uh, a number of years. And uh, uh, Dave, you have been, uh, dare I say, a large presence and now uh, a slightly less large presence than maybe we've seen over the few years. So huge congratulations on that. I know we were talking just before we came on air about your exploit. So amazing on that one. Um, but uh, as always, great to uh, great to catch up. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, uh, shifted a little bit of the timber that needed to go. So uh, yeah, fighting fit for, for retail risk this year. Amazing. Now, um, tell me what's going on within all tag at the moment. You guys have been increasingly busy and I think it's fair to say visible over the last few years. So, so, so what's happening? Give us a little bit of a snapshot. Yeah, well, I mean, absolutely. Like you say, a bit more visible. We've actually, uh, we've had our, our, our record year for All Tag Europe. Now, obviously coming out of this side of the pandemic has been uh, a, a massive challenge, but it's something that we're very proud of that we've been managing to support our retail partners and our customers through this journey. Uh, and our, our sales record um, goes to prove that. Um, and this is it's important for us that we were there during the pandemic to offer a wide range of solutions uh, through that process. Uh, not necessarily our core uh, lines, but um, some, some weird and wonderful stuff as well that, that helped a lot of retailers through that time. So uh, yeah, record year for us, which has been really good. Cool. And before we just get into maybe you know, some specifics that you're doing, might be really useful, obviously, you know, an international business, but just give us a little bit of a snapshot of the all tag business, you know, where it operates around the world core products where you're based uh in the uk that kind of stuff i think it's always interesting when people get to peek under the bonnet a little bit yeah absolutely so yeah like you said global business um it's actually uh, i know it's obviously retail risks and uh, 20th anniversary it's, it's all tax 30th anniversary this year um which is, which is lovely and um obviously our head office is out in uh, in florida um a place called boca Raton, about an hour north of miami um, which is lovely to go and visit for the Christmas party. Uh, but uh, um, we've got uh, facilities in, uh, in obviously North America, uh, Mexico, South America, UK. We're based just outside Manchester in Stockport. And then we've got facilities in uh, the Netherlands as well, uh, servicing mainland Europe uh, and in Hong Kong as well uh, and mainland China. So um, hitting all of the notes in terms of where we want to be delivering our products to globally. Cool. I, I, uh, interesting. Yeah, I flew back from uh, not not you, you've name dropped on your 30th uh, birthday and just trumped me on that one. But I was actually uh, flew back from Miami just a week ago. I missed an opportunity to to, to swing by that. I've had to put the uh, uh, the sunglasses uh, down for a moment to, uh, to wander into the office. Now, um, in terms of products that are going on, you know, mm-hmm. you've, you've brought a few innovations to to market over the last year or two. What's the one that you're kind of wanting to talk to people about at the minute or maybe the one that people have been waiting for and it's now is it in your hands what is that product what are we going to see yeah absolutely so as you know over the 
the last few years, uh, Autag have been on, a, on an eco journey, what we call our green initiative. Um, we've spoken a number of times at, uh, at, at actually at retail risk and done those, uh, those pieces to camera, but um, it, it's a really key part of our business. And our next step on that journey was not just are we looking at the, the materials involved, but the actual um, and the recyclability of them. So we're now at a point where all of our AM labels are now made of um, over 90% recycled plastic. Really, really important for us that, that it's a shared responsibility for everyone in the industry. Um, but in order to, to kind of take that next step, what we've developed is now what we call our ultra slim label. Um, so much less materials, still with the 90% recycled plastic, but it's actually 50% of the size of standard AM label. Now that's important in a couple of ways. Obviously with an AM label, with it being 3D, uh, a little bit obviously bigger than, a, than an RF label, it can be hard to protect some products. Uh, especially circular products, uh, smaller products, cosmetics, box products, things like that. So we've now developed our ultra slim label to, to help retailers um, tag more products within their stores. So, so that's definitely our, our, our biggest next step on not just our sustainability journey, but our, um, our core uh, products, which are our AM and RF label. Yeah, it's interesting that evolution is that you, I think, one of the first to really go down uh, that, that sort of green agenda and actually do something fairly significant so that's a hefty you know recycling rate and like you say if you're halving the size more products can come into the mix uh i'm guessing you've got high hopes for uh, for that and, and is that you know when we see you at retail risk uh on the 19th of may is that what people can expect to see is is dave going to be walking around with a jacket of ultra thin am labels or or, or what, what else can we expect from you guys yeah, they're ultra thin. You won't be able to see them. <laughs> but no, uh, they, they will be there. We will be having, um, as always, we have a few samples of things. Um, we're going to have a, a bit of a different look and feel uh, to, to our stand and, and to the way we operate at Retail Risk than we have done previously. It being our 30th anniversary, we wanted to do something a little bit different moving forward. Um, so we're really going to be showcasing not just the ultra slim label, which is an important next step, um, but we've also got our bespoke solutions, which are more and more we're finding that retailers need uh, those bespoke solutions, not just the generic off the peg stuff. So um, that, that's an important part of our business is that we're reintroducing whether that's our core business and innovating in that space or working with partners to bring new, new technologies into the industry as well. And then obviously with our Q family of products, which we were kind enough to, to receive an award for a few years ago on our Q tag, um, which is going great guns in the UK now. Um, but uh, our Q family of products, including uh, QTag, QRap, and our new QGuard as well, all of these things will be showcased on our, our new look stand at, at Retail Risk. Yeah, all very excited. I have to say, I, you know, I, I'd, how dare I, but I'd forgotten momentarily, you know, you got that um, you know, retailer peer-to-peer -peer accolade, didn't you, with, uh, with some of your solutions of late. So long may that uh, success continue um dave always fabulous to catch up only a brief one today but i know we'll get to see each other in person in a couple of weeks but uh for now thank you very much indeed for uh, for giving us an update what's going on no thanks for having me it's been a pleasure now my next guest today is darren conway from lodge service darren of course is another well-known face within the retail risk arena uh, and darren is going to be running through what the guys at lodge are going to share with us on the day
So welcome back uh, to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast. As I alluded to earlier, I am, of course, talking to Darren Conway from Lodge Service. Now, many of you will, of course, know Darren from his time in the industry, both retail and vendor side. Darren, it's always a pleasure to speak with you. Welcome. Thank you, Paul. Always good to be here. So um, I hear many, many great things about you and Lodge. But some are rumours, some are true, I'm sure. But tell me what's going on uh, with you guys at the minute. What's the market like? New clients, old clients, what's happening? Okay. Yeah, money of it will be true, uh, hopefully. But uh, <laughs> over the last six months, uh, yeah, it's been interesting the last six months. Very, very busy. And I'm sure um, everyone's in the same boat. But uh, for us at Logic, it's been quite interesting because we've been restructuring and uh, rebuilding and delivering on the new strategy. So that's been the focus for the last six months. Uh, from an industry perspective, of course, yeah, as we know, it has been extremely busy with new clients. Um, many will see it on social media posts, etc. But for us, it's all about, it's all about reinforcing our values and um, delivering on the strategy. So that's the key part for us, whether it's from our Cotswold home um, through to our EMEA operation based out of Cape Town. So um, yeah, it's 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 been hard, but it's been a fantastic six months. So. Yeah, you 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 touch on uh, on the values there, and actually, just before we go on, yeah, I know. Uh, lodge very well you clearly do um but um you know you guys have been around for a while still family owned just just give us a uh, an overview of the of the business and maybe what you stand for and then we can talk a little bit more about what you're focusing on at the minute sure so yeah 100 years well it's 103 years old now so uh, it's always been about honesty and integrity with uh, the lodge name above the door it's uh, imperative for Stuart. so for us um we've been trying to go push those values very strongly um, you would have seen as part of our strategy you would have seen in the press and in uh, social media posts etc around collaboration so that's where we've been pushing heavily over the last few months and uh, with the steering group as part of the national days of action as a prime example uh, the reason we wanted to lead with this was purely because we want everyone to collaborate to reduce crime so that's been at the forefront of what we do giving back to our communities so um, that's been fantastic collaboration like i say between security providers police crime reduction partners and business has been a great success so far so we've got a lot still to do um, but I think we can create a much safer working and living environment so and that's at the heart of everything that uh, the Lodge brand stands for it's like what can we do to support our community but I suppose for us internally that collaboration that honesty and trust etc has also helped with some of the crime partnerships that we're trying to build so they're essential for us to help reduce the risk to both our own employees and our customers employees so you know we would have seen um, I'm okay to say some of the acronyms that are out there. So we've joined up with the likes of uh, the NBCC, RATS, NBCS, TAPA, NABCP, and the crime partnerships. Because um, we, yeah, like I say, lots of acronyms, but we can't do this alone. So that's been at the forefront of what we've been working on over the last few months. Yeah, maybe your sideline project should be to stop anybody else launching with a name that can become an acronym because they just all need to stop it and just, you know, whatever happened to, you know, General Motors or Ford or whatever, you know, just pick a name to stop with the acronym. Very true. Now, I have to say, um, the, the action days that you guys were instrumental, uh, just have to shout out and say they were superb. I, uh, I saw the work that went on. I saw the activity on social media and the posts. So big, mm. big thumbs up. You did an amazing job on that. Um, now, in terms of what you're focusing on bringing to market, um, what, what's new at Lodge? What's the, the one or two initiatives that you're talking to customers about or that you're really proud of at the minute? 
So the, I suppose there's two sides to this. Um, if you look at the man guarding side, one of the at the forefront of what we want to deliver is the elite security officer again. Um, I think we're in a dangerous position at the moment where customers want to pay minimum wage and living wage and it's not sustainable anymore and that that frustrates me because security should be a profession not a stock gap and that's what we're um, due to the pay rates the charge rates and everything else that we're pushing so um, with it comes a very lower level officer sadly so for us we're really pushing for to deliver true ROI that actually protects people and business so if we look at man guarding it's very much looking at now and we're working hard with our customers and they're listening and standing up to is the elite security officer which is brilliant so I won't go into too much detail but I suppose for those that remember or worked for the brown hat and the red Dr. Martin brigade, that's where we're at. Um, so that's really exciting. So um, that's probably on the man gardening side. And then for us, what we're bringing new to the market, if you look at tech um, and we, you know, the industry will be led by tech um, going forward. There's two things um, that I think jump out. Uh, the 30 year old toolbox customers still do ask for, I think, please no more. Um, and we do guide them. We should be um, data led for our side, not dinosaur led. So for us, it's click LP and transpire. That's probably the two projects that we've been working on over the last six months that have now come to fruition and uh, yeah, customers are taking us up on, which are a fantastic project. Yeah. And, and yeah, I think that that blend of having the, the boots on the ground guarding and then having the technology within the fold, I'm guessing that means you're able to provide, you know, the end to end solution if you like for for customers opposed to because there was a time when it was somebody did the guarding and somebody else did the tech but it's got to be a big step forward that you can do all of it yeah you definitely do you need to have um you'll hear a lot about integrating and blended solutions everyone talks about it um few deliver it um few will spout and i'm you know i'm not picking people out but if you can deliver both both um elements of it and i think and it is a challenge most definitely but you need all your, you need to be data-led and again it's a buzzword everyone speaks of but for us if you took say transpy you know we're pulling epos data courier networking data um as 400 for argument say all into one place and overlaying it with cctv and just well any io input um, and outputs obviously um within it and that way we can have all your data in one place and actually be truly intelligence led um, which is fantastic so that's that's all our customers want and then from there you can then you can flip across and go actually now we're intelligence led we know where our risks are and um, before it was literally like that finger in the air you go oh it's brixton it's got to be a problem it's not you know um, things move on but unfortunately the press perceive it in different lights so you have to be intelligence led so that's why we brought in transpire let's put all the data into one place and then we can allocate the resource um, to risk which is, is is all that customers want most definitely yeah and it's um you know you say yeah we won't call out anybody but you know the, there are some out there that you know it seems to um, it looks good at the front end and uh, and when you sort of push on it a little bit it all falls over like a like a deck of cards so um, it's good that your tech's actually been in development it's out there and people are using it and it's working so you know you, you've, you've got to be pleased that it's gone and, and people are deploying with it yeah I think um, yeah I think we hear a lot about roaming officers and mobile officers and we're all doing it don't get me wrong but I think it's more of a cost saving exercise if I'm being truly open and honest I think a retailer will come to us and they want to introduce it and it's like is it the true answer or do we actually just deploy the offices to the right place and the only way we can do that is by the risk mapping and taking that data so it, yes it is working and, um, and, and it's in place now which is nice so yeah yeah transfer will be the, the way forward for us within the tech side yeah and and amazing you know you guys again yeah we're going to see you at retail risk london on the 19th of may um 
and uh, and great that uh, that you're supporting 20th uh, anniversary event for us other than you know um, what can people expect from you on the day obviously you'll be there with your big beaming smile um we've got the technology to to showcase anything else that that people can uh, can see from you yeah, there's, um, it'd be nice to introduce some of our new team that's helping with the strategy. So um, Heidi Labour want to be there. So Heidi um, is a big player within the retail loss prevention world from Fraser Groups, as many will know. Um, so Fear Lewis will be there, and uh, she's one of the man-guarding heavyweights out there. And then we have our veteran um, for 16 years with Lodge, which is Andy Cockrell, heads up our international division. So um, there's, a, there's people to see, clearly. Um, and then we're also from a, uh, we'll also be offering um, some insight into our Click LP, which is a, a, an online platform that we're using between our customers to to to, to improve that collaboration working. So if we took our high street retailers, our, who are our customers, we can share that resource and that data and technology etc. within a, its own community. So Click LP will also be on display. So there's a few things to see and a few people to see. And for those that really want it, I'm sure we'll bring along some cheap and chavy jelly beans and a few <laughs> pen, pens that break within a few. I'm surrounded by them as I sit at my desk, but uh, I've got one in my hand here. But uh, yeah, there will always be the giveaways or gizzits, as many people like to call it. It, so, it yeah. would not be the same if there was not a lodge pen and a jelly bean to be had. Many, <laughs> many an event has been sustained on those two items. Um, Darren, uh, uh, short and sweet today. Always a pleasure. Uh, I thoroughly enjoy talking to you every time you're, you're extremely entertaining uh, as well as knowledgeable thank you for taking the time uh, to join me today and we'll see you in person in the very near future at retailers london but for now darren thank you the top people from the top organizations with the latest thinking about the best strategies to use in the greatest industry on earth retail the retail conference from the retail bulletin exclusively at Retech Europe, 8th and 9th of November. Search The Retail Conference for more details. So welcome back to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast. I'm delighted to be joined by an industry heavyweight, we have to say, in Steve Howes from Checkpoint. Uh, Steve, you have been uh, in the industry for a few years and uh, you and I have spoken over those years on occasions, but uh, delighted to have you as a guest on the podcast today. Thank you for joining us. Hey, it's no problem, Paul. It's uh, good to catch up. Heavyweight's a bit harsh. I know that Corona wasn't good for all of us, but that's a that's a bit that's a bit me. Well, in a in a in a figurative uh, term, there, you're <laughs> looking very sharp as always. It's all good. Yeah, I'm now, glad to be back, and it's it's nice to see you know all of the face to face opportunities meetings, events, starting again in earnest. I mean, that's been sorely missed since 2020. Yeah, although if you're anything like me, uh, having finally put a pair of trousers back on after a couple of years, uh, it was a, and shirts only on the top half, it was, it was a, a, a painful experience momentarily. But yeah. look, um, you are uh, uh, back with Checkpoint Systems. I know uh, you, you've got huge industry experience, but firstly, Tell me what's going on at Checkpoint right now. What are you guys doing? What, what's the business look like? So the business is good, which I'm pleased, pleased, to, pleased to share. Um, what we're seeing for us is a really big focus now on switching from what I would say traditional security technology or even standard RFID technology, which is where I think in the past or even at the present with some retailers, people are still using report-based systems, which are after the fact systems, 
to do something or to action something. And I think there's still some gaps in those supply chains and in those operations where a critical data set or the ability to capture a data set still hasn't been addressed. And what we're doing within Checkpoint now is we're looking at the market. The retail market is where we play. We're a, we're a retail house predominantly. And saying to ourselves, okay, we know apparel really well. We know retail really well. Retail groceries is what I mean with, it, with retail. Where do we think our gaps are? And where do we think that the industry gaps are in terms of data? And can we help or can't we help? Where we can't help, do we know what that solution needs to look like? And can we partner or can we start to create those data sets so that then we can feed that data to retailers or even give them the, the value points, the action items that they need to do in advance rather than waiting for a report to be generated or waiting for a business analyst to go through reams of data. I think what we're seeing is a big shift and a big need for retailers to be a lot faster and a lot more responsive and in real time within their operations. So we're focusing on that, Paul. Yeah, and it's interesting you mentioned that because, you know, from a sort of, if you like, outsider looking into how people talk about checkpoints in the market, hope you don't mind me saying so, but it feels like you've gone from a sort of supplier of great kit to, to a strategic partner. And, and, and I guess if you're trying to get ahead of retailers' issues, then that aligns with that shift to become, uh, you know, are you, are you getting more embedded with retailers, do you think, and maybe you're involved in those discussions opposed to supplying? Yeah, in, in, in short, yes. I, I think when you speak to a, a retailer or a customer or even a friend, right, it's a much more valuable conversation for them if you're talking about their business and you're talking about the challenges that they have and you're not constantly trying to sell, I would suggest, you're constantly trying to understand. I mean, we must be crazy for picking retail as a vertical market because the speed of retail is insane sometimes. You know, the, the, the trends change very fast and as a, as a supplier of solutions to that market, you get niche competitors and you get focused companies that come out from literally nowhere and they are purely innovative and they make companies like us really think. Um, so I think it's really important for us and we're seeing value in that to sit with retailers, to use our experience. We've been doing this for over 50 years, right? So we do have a lot of retail knowledge within our four walls. And yeah, we're finding a lot of traction when we're having that open and honest conversation of, this is what we do today. This is what we'd like to do tomorrow. Help us to understand what you're doing today and where you would like to be tomorrow. And let's make these two paths match up. Right. And, and you talk about those, those paths and the journey and, and this shift. Can you give a, an insight, maybe any sort of projects or new tech or, you know, what are you, what are you bringing to the market, talking to people about it at the minute? Well, I think what we're trying to do, like normal, there's a, there's a strategy and there's a, and there's a tactic, right? So I think the tactical things are really easy to pull together because they're typically challenges within the operations of a retailer. They're typically things that you can address pretty, pretty quickly. So, for example, one of them is the management of fresh food within a, within a retail environment. And not just the retail environment from a store perspective, but also that environment from a supply chain perspective. So... At the time of a chicken being butchered at the processing plant, 
Can we then track it all the way through to the store? And more importantly, can we then notify the retailer as the clock starts ticking down as to when that item should no longer be sold, uh, should no longer be taken home, definitely shouldn't be in the hands of a consumer. And, and, and we react to those things, Paul, because not just for the retailer, but also the regulatory side of that environment. I think in the UK right now, I'm writing saying that in the last six to 12 months, the government and the regulators have, have been very, very heavy handed to the retail community if someone did purchase something that had already passed its sell-by date and taken it home and they report that, the fines and, and, and the, the, what's it called? The backlash from, from that event is, 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 is severe now. And we're trying to help retailers, not just to address the regulatory side, but also labor hours are constantly under pressure. How can you make things slicker and faster? How can you put your store operatives with customers more often than back of back office tasks? So we just we just focus on those. I think the one application that is cool for us right now, two I would say. One is what we call our fresh ID, which is the tracking of perishable food, and the other one is we are working with the beers, wines, and spirits industry. We got good connections in that through our CCL parent company on brand authentication and track and trace of, of, of those goods. So I think those small things filtering through will help us build the data strategy and the bigger overarching approach to that market for us. Yeah, and, and, that, and you know the, the two that you flag up there, particularly tracking of perishables. I mean, I remember a long time ago now, but, but running and being responsible for, uh, for large supermarkets, grocery. You know, that was the nirvana back then. I mean, you know, the man hours that used to go into tracking that, you know, and if you're now at the point where there's automated solutions coming forward, I mean, you know, it's it, it's, it's sort of, uh, you know, stand back and take the orders. I'd have, I'd have thought very much on that. Well, well there's, it, it, the nice thing about the perishable food application, our fresh ID, is that it addresses quite a few concerns. Mm. So if you get your supply chain operating very lean, then you address a waste issue, a food waste issue, which is, which is very large. If you uh, can identify and digitize your products from processing to store from, from through the, the entire supply chain, you can then also make sure that what you're serving to your consumers is compliant, is within date, is as fresh as can possibly be. And I still think that within that supply chain of fresh food, especially the direct to store deliveries directly from suppliers, is that I think there's still some data points that are missing. Yeah. You know, how long does it take for, let's just take an example, a cow to be butchered at a processing plant before it actually hits the shelf in a store? Yeah, yeah nobody I'm, knows. I'm not too sure that many people can answer that at this moment in time. And our solution can address that. And I think there's those operational data points, I keep coming back to data all the time, that we are really focused on drilling down and providing them in real time to our, to our, to our customers. Yeah, and it's a fabulous project and, you know, clearly massive need for it. Now, um, thrilled to say that uh, Checkpoint are going to be with us at Retourist London uh, again this year on the 19th of May. So people wandering up and, and seeing Checkpoint on the day, uh, what, what can they expect? What are we going to see from you and the team i think first of all you're going to see us as people 
I think that's been a long time coming. Uh, you know, I still remember March 2020 being stuck in Heathrow, wondering if I'm going to get home or not. And, and that, that feels like an eternity now. So first of all, you're going to see us, which we're very happy about. Um, I'm going to be there. My, my UK colleagues will be there as well. And we're going to drill down on our fresh ideas, our main topic. We want to really explain where we think the returns are, the value proposition, where we're narrowing, narrowing the data field and giving a lot more insights on what is essentially a very basic um, use case, I would suggest. Um, and that's what we're going to show. We've got a nice demonstration. We've got some nice dashboards set up. We'll have a, a nice cozy stand as normal with retail risk. And uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm especially looking forward to the, to the evening on Thursday, even if my tuxedo is a little bit tight. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, uh, fortunately, um, uh, mine has been out and, uh, and been road tested. We did uh, our Australian uh, awards four days after lockdown ended there, and, uh, and I put it through its paces there. So, <laughs> so I'm slightly ahead of the curve on that one. But yeah, uh, amazing uh, that you're going to be there. It's been uh, way too long since we've seen you and the rest of the team in person. So we're thrilled that you're there and uh, look forward to seeing it in person uh, at Retourist London very shortly, Stephen. But for now, thank you very much indeed. No problem, it's a pleasure, Paul.